You are listening to The Therapy Guy, talking about all things mental health, informing and supporting you when you need it most. Contact us for more information or with any comments, and please leave a review if you enjoy what you hear. Thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome to The Therapy Guy. My name's Alan, and today I'm going to give you some tips for dealing with anxiety and stress and helping you obviously understand how you can cope and what you can do for yourself to try to manage those feelings. There's lots of different information you can get on the internet. Please be aware that even the advice that I'm giving you now, uh, because it's going out to everybody, it has to be fairly generic. It has to be aimed at uh, everybody. So it may not work specifically for you at the start what i'd like you to do is almost try to change the techniques that you may read on things like google or different websites and even the ones that i give you to yourself and your own circumstances there's lots of things that you can do there's lots of things that help different people but the things that help your partner or your friend or anybody else may not specifically help yourself. So just be aware, it's not you, it's not because your stress and anxiety is worse, it's just because we are all different and different things work for us all. It's no different to exercising. Some people like to play football, some people want to play golf, some people run, some people cycle. The end result is still the same. The fitness is there, the enjoyment is there but it's just a different way of getting there. What is sort of stress and anxiety? How can it affect us? There are so many different physical ways that stress and anxiety can affect us that I'm just going to give you a few. I'm just going to give you some things that maybe you can notice, some things you may not be aware of. It can be things like headaches, back pain, neck pain, we hold a lot of tension in our body when we're stressed and anxious. So we may sit a bit differently. We might stand a bit differently because of this tension. We feel we may be a bit stiffer. So we can feel this discomfort in our back, in our neck. And even other areas, we can get chest pains, which may also be something to do with us breathing too fast and not getting us enough oxygen into our bloodstream can also be things like problems with digestion, getting acid reflux, nausea, shaking, sweating, some dizziness, and sometimes some uh, tingling or numbness in our fingers or our face or anything else. And again, some of these things can be due, can be due to us not getting the oxygen we need in our bloodstream because we're in this fight or flight response. Now, some of the emotional things that we can sometimes think and feel is we can be find ourselves being more irritable. We can find ourselves getting angry easier, more frustrated with the smaller things. We can find ourselves crying at random times over, over things that we wouldn't normally cry about. Obviously, be really impatient. Sometimes this can lead us to a decreased productivity. So 
you may find that work slows down, your output, your enthusiasm for doing things like going to the gym or being with friends. You may find that you struggle to think. You have this, all these thoughts going round in your mind because you're stressed and anxious. You haven't really then got the thoughts, the spare capacity in your brain to concentrate on work or other things. That can lead to us forgetting things, dates, appointments, and people say, oh, I'm forgetful. It may be an indication that you've just got a lot going on for you at that time, and your brain is just trying to prioritize some of the thoughts and the things that are happening to you. Obviously, eventually, this can lead to us burning out. Now, there's quite a lot of different things, different ways that people express and what it is about burning out. For me, it's really about, obviously, just losing all of that enthusiasm, that drive to get up and do the things that we normally do. I like going to work, seeing friends, eating and looking after ourselves. We just lose everything for us and we just then tend to start to give up on things. And it is really the extreme end of where our anxiety and stress can lead us emotionally. But the physical impacts that it can have on us too are, are immense. Uh, I read an article the other day which, which suggests that 40% of the physical uh, symptoms that people go to the doctors for now are stress-related. So as I said earlier, the bad back, the neck pain, that sort of thing, it can be an indication that you're just really stressed. So what can you do about things? What can you do on a very basic level? So some generic and general tips would be, you could try to talk to someone who you trust. Now, what I would try to do is, is find someone who is there and not going through too much themselves. We don't want you just obviously listening and colluding with the other person about how bad each other's lives are. We want someone who's in a reasonably good place. Which is why talking to a therapist often helps. Not only are they impartial, but they're there and they've been trained specifically to manage their own feelings and obviously not bring them into the room with yourself. Which is why a lot of people find that they can talk to a therapist more easily. We can try to look after our physical health. Doing this, just that doesn't involve necessarily going to the gym. It could involve just you going out for a walk, you eating regularly, eating what you can as healthily as possible. We can soon start to notice our diet changing. We find we eat more sugary stuff or quick fix foods, things that gives us energy because when we're stressed and anxious, your brain uses a lot of energy. So, we instantly fix the sugar stuff, the things that will give us that feel-good factor that we need just to pick us up and keep us going. We can try some breathing exercises. And I'm going to give you uh, one, or, one or two of them in a minute uh, just to help you through them. I'll we'll give you some details about that just in a while. Keep a diary. Trying to, and what I would say on this diary is don't just write down the bad stuff. Write down some things that you've got uh, right or things that have gone well for you uh, in the same sort of context. So if you write half a page of things, thoughts and feelings 
about negative stuff, try to look for some things that you've got right. So I, I managed to get out of bed and go to work. Now, part of your brain will say, well, you should be doing it anyway, but you still managed to do that. You've got up, even though you were feeling this way, you still were strong enough to put yourself into that position. You can try uh, complementary and alternative therapies. People find getting massages, uh, aromatherapies, all this sort of thing can help. And because we're all so different, as I spoke about earlier, different things work for different people. And remember, if one thing doesn't work, please try something else. If you go to a therapist and you don't like them or the way that they help you and support you isn't working for you, first thing I try to encourage you to do is talk about it with the therapist. The second thing I'd ask you to do is find somebody else. Try somebody different, but learn from that experience and ask the next therapist questions about how they work so you get the support that you need. If we go back to the breathing techniques just briefly, there is really big one that I really promote and uh, you may have heard of it. It's called the 7-11 breathing technique. Now, it's a really powerful technique for helping people reduce the feelings of stress and anxiety. But like anything else, it needs a bit of practice. What people tend to do is just basically use it when they actually feel the stress or anxiety is at its peak. It can be really difficult to focus then on trying to do that, trying to use that skill. So what I normally encourage my clients to do is to practice it when they're feeling okay, practice it when they're watching the TV or stuck in a traffic jam or at the red lights or something. In short, little easy bursts so that that skill is there and it's all you're already preparing yourself for if and when you need it. How does it work? Well, if you think about it, our breathing controls how we think and feel. If you breathe more quickly, you can become more excited and more anxious. If we breathe more slowly, we can feel more relaxed and in control. If you think about it, when you go to sleep night times, you end up breathing more slowly. You don't end up breathing rapidly as if you were if you're watching an exciting movie or uh, running or anything else. The 7-Eleven technique basically revolves around you breathing in to the count of seven and then breathing out to the count of 11. It's important to try to do this as slowly as possible. But it can be quite big. Those numbers are quite large if, for when you start. The important thing here to remember, is not so much the numbers, it's the routine. You breathe out for longer than you breathe in. So you could do breathe in for the count of five and you breathe out for the count of eight. Whatever is comfortable for yourself, really. The indication is... Uh, no different to, like if you went to the gym, you wouldn't be able to run a marathon as soon as you go through or lift heavy weights. You have to build up to that. So if you start with the lower numbers and then start to build up, working towards the 7-11 breathing, then you'll find it easier. Remember, the thing to do is make sure that the out-breath is longer than the in. If you even think of the words in is a shorter word than out. 
It's an easy way to remember. Try to practice it maybe three to five times a day. It helps, like I said, if you attach it to something else. So if you're having your first drink in the morning, try some breathing exercises. If you're watching TV and an advert comes on, then try breathing exercises for maybe one or two minutes. The more frequently you practice this, the easier it becomes. And you can email me and I can send you a worksheet with all this information on and it will help you. I can say, I always tell my clients to take a photo of it so that then they've got it with you. It's on your phone. We don't leave our phones anywhere nowadays. So if it happens and the anxiety or stress is getting too much and you forget, you already have it on your phone there for you to do. Or of course, you can listen to this podcast again, which would be fantastic. There's lots of different ways that you can help with just reducing your stress. And that breathing technique is just one of them. Another thing that I use is sort of mental exercises. These work really well for myself because it's how I think and feel. And it really works with how my brain sees things and does things. So what I might do is I might, if I can feel myself starting to get anxious, I might start to name all the things I can see around me. So you just scan your environment at any point and you just see the different things. Try to notice something different that you haven't seen before. You can sometimes count backwards. So you might like start at uh, 100 and count backwards, I don't know, in 7 or 8. So you go 93 or 92, whatever it is that you decide is the number you want to go back. But you gradually reduce that thing. You might uh, pick an object and describe it in your mind in detail. You might look for every way. It's a, it's a mindfulness technique that I use with my clients. I, I ask them to describe every single detail about a pen that I give them. If you pick up everything, it could be your phone, it could be your iPad, it could be your computer. Just look for every single detail about how it's manufactured, the colors, the textures, everything that you can see on that item try to uh, read things uh, or spell your name or name of other people try and spell them backwards doing these different mental challenging exercises can challenge and change the what area of the brain that we're using so we change from the emotional side of the brain to the rational uh, practical side of our brain and it helps us then to obviously change the way that we're thinking and distract us away from, obviously, the anxiety and stress that we can feel. Other things you can do is you can might be able to name all the movies that you've ever seen or all the music that you like, all the songs that you can remember. Try to do these things. Mix and match it. Now, another technique that you can adapt is something that works really well for people experiencing panic attacks or PTSD. And it's called the 5-4-3-2-1 technique. Now, this is really about looking at your surroundings. It's really about trying to bring you away from that stress and those feelings that are overwhelming you at that time and bring you back into the, the room that you're in, wherever it is. So what I would do there is five things that you can see so look for the small details look for maybe the smallest objects that you can see in the room 
But name five of them. Check them out. Five things you might not have seen before in the room. Four things you can feel. Now, if you look at it, it might be the, your phone. It may be the clothes you're wearing, the, the table you're sat at, the chair you're sat on. All right? Anything, anything in your environment. Four different textures that you can feel. Three things that you can hear. So it could be your, your breathing. It could be the traffic going by, the wind, the rain. There could be lots of different things. Any music. You can put some music on in the background, that sort of stuff. Two things that you can smell. This can be a bit more difficult, obviously, because it depends on where you are and what you're doing at that time. But it may be stuff like the fresh air that, or an air freshener in an office or a house, the grass. Yeah? It may be food or smells from restaurants as you're walking through. And then one thing that you can taste. So one thing that I try to encourage people who are having these sort of flashbacks, these panic attacks, is that they carry some mints or some chewing gum, things like that in their pockets, on their person, so that when they start to do that, they can actually taste it. It's obviously something that you can smell too. So it's obviously something you can feel and something you can see. So it ticks some of those boxes if you just get out those, that piece of sort of sweets or that chewing gum, whatever it is that you're carrying around for yourself. Give me something healthy, of course. Some of these things well, you need to adapt and you need to work with them. So practice them. They won't always work unless you adapt them to how you think and feel and the support and experiences that you're having right now. Try them, use them, keep doing, you know, practicing them three, four, five times a day, attach them to something else, even the five, four, three, two, one technique. You can just run through it in your mind. You can use it. It doesn't have to be experiencing what's uh, a trauma or an anxiety or panic attack. You can just get used to doing the sequence when you're feeling calm so that it's there as a skill ready for you when you need it most. Now, as always, if you need any advice, any guidance, any more information, please don't hesitate to contact me. I'll be happy to hear from you. I'll be happy to send you any information that I've got and point in the right direction for more information or more support that could help you. I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, for today, I'm going to sign off and I hope you tune in next time we're going to have some meditation uh, podcasts come up some things that hopefully help you sort of with mindfulness and help you with your sleep but for today i'm going to sign off as the therapy guy stay safe and look after each other bye for now thanks for listening to the therapy guy please don't forget to tell other people about our great podcasts and counselling for all your mental health and well-being needs. Contact us today for the support you need. Find us at horizonplymouth.co.uk.